What is going on guys? Welcome back to the Alpha F Podcast. Podcast for all the Alphas of the world. A place where we become the best versions of ourselves. What is going on everyone? Welcome back to the Alpha F Podcast. A podcast for all the Alphas of the world. A place where we become the best versions of ourselves. And he remembered the Yo. intro. What a start to the I think, morning. Like the amount of times where we say and he remembered the intro. Like everyone's getting in annoyed at like the times I'm like. Oh. It's so funny. Okay. Sometimes we just skip it all together. Yeah. <laughs> so on today's podcast, the guest is Mia. Welcome. Thanks. I'm not sure. Well, many of you might know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think she's pretty popular. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you can start off by introducing yourself as in your, as if you're introducing yourself to someone new. Um, okay, so I'm Mia and I am a student. I'm still a student. I think I'm quite multifaceted in many different aspects in life. I think I... I wish I was one of those people that was like born to do one thing and I knew it from the age of like one and that was it. But the older I get, the more I realize there's so many different like incredible things in life that you can interlink and you can um, just connect through different ways and different paths. So that's why I'm so excited to be on here today and kind of work with you guys um, because through my journey with fitness and health, but also like lifestyle and wellness um, and mental health. Mm. Um, it's been so incredible to be able to interlink it. Um, so while I am an accounting student, <laughs> I'm also um, <laughs> in the process of becoming an accredited life coach and doing some motivational speaking. So completely two polar opposites, um, but I'm loving it. That's, that's quite interesting. I just need to know, how did you start off as an accounting student? In that. It's probably uh-huh. like the safe option to do it. Just do your counting. Totally. Like. You know, when you're sitting in grade 11, they're like, just take the big six. Like, yeah. do it um, because you're going to need it. I ended up taking science and absolutely, I have no aptitude towards that. Me and too. Me as well. No, me as well. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. And everyone's like, no, you open so many opportunities. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah. So I went into it, science, accounting, maths, whatever. Um, being, being able to do it, fair enough. Um, and I am, I, I like the pro- problem solving aspect of accounting. And I think um, while I don't want to sit behind books for the rest of my life, I think um, I have a big tendency to entrepreneurial um, skills. So if I can use my accounting degree in that, you know, um, I can always start my own business mm. and like excel in the business world. Mm. That's actually very true. So I just can't remember any accounting aspect <laughs> at all. But it's it's weird because I never did accounting at school, mm. and I I'm doing like account obviously accounting one eight eight or oh, the, yeah, yes, the yeah. easier one. Yes. But like I didn't need it at school to yeah. be able to do it. Yeah. And yeah, a lot yeah. of things they they keep telling us that, like don't do the school's way, do our way. So like yeah. You know, like it's a bit weird. Like, what do you do in school then? You know? you know what? This is actually a topic that we could go on for a while about because everyone who I come across who's I wouldn't say like okay they are successful people who are successful in in the real business world all of them say that they did not need what they studied at mm. all yeah no there'll be success stories There's, that it's like yeah. completely different mm. it's ridiculous and you, you think about it and you think about doing it and you yeah it's, it just doesn't work I, I just think that too often we are put in a box from a very young age like um, what at the age of 16 17 how are you supposed to know yeah, learn um, this learn this parrot exactly. learn stuff I mean. exactly you don't you don't know half of what like your life is going to entail for you so yeah. um i think 
sticking to a degree or it might not be a degree it might be whatever you need to do at that stage you need to do um but be open to change and be mm, open mm. to different options you know life takes you on wild roads yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah what's what's your plans with the whole life coach being a certified life coach um so at the moment i'm trying to find out my they call it your niche so your target market what is that specific um clientele that you want to reach and for me it's 100% women um and i think at the moment it's young women and it's young working women and it's um women who who have gone through you know self love issues and struggles and um where i can relate previous experiences and you know just kind of combine experiences and you know feelings with the knowledge and the research that i'm now doing um just to make you know it sounds so cliche but make their lives and their struggle easier mm. you know there's mm. things that you go through and a lot of them specifically for women that you don't need it doesn't need to be as difficult as it sometimes is mm. so um and then maybe uh one day i will when i go into the corporate world um i'll focus more on women in corporate you know the mm. struggles that women face in which is real like it's exactly it's yeah. actually incredible i mean shawnee worked for pick and pay clothing and the, yeah. the like the horror stories mm. about what goes through the employees in in the corporate world is ridiculous like mm. i think in the period of her working there for 2 years she landed in icu three times with stress yeah. seriously like she couldn't get out of bed completely like it, it's ridiculous mm, yeah. so if you have someone like yourself to help in yeah. cases like that it's real just yeah. to teach pe- and not just women just in general to teach people the skills and give them the tools like when you are in a situation like that what do you do and how do you avoid that you know complete whoever i guess like it's just someone to just talk to as well totally mm, like yeah. just be like um just someone to listen mm. you know and just like a soundboard to play off your emotions and your feelings yeah. um so yeah i'm very excited for that and i think what also um is amazing is to be able to incorporate it with shred obviously mm. and to work with um the whole thing that your mental health and your physical health is so interlinked yeah, like yeah. um i i mean personally i fell for this like health and fitness industry so many times where it's like um you know you have to do this and this is how much weight you have to lose and um this is like the exercise you have to do and oh, carbs you got fats <laughs> yeah exactly right? yeah you've got all, all of fat. those things yeah. no but for real like as a young woman that that is what you are yeah, taught yeah, like yeah. we can joke about it now knowing but that is that is the kind of thing that um social media and the media in general yeah, yeah. um portrays to you so yeah. um i'm very excited to specifically work with women that are like on a fitness journey and on a like life changing kind of health journey yeah, yeah, yeah. um so that it doesn't become this horrible you know stigmatized um diet fitness and then you're going to have an incredible life because there's so much more and it's going it. that route so fast yeah like if you can actually put a halt no, in it yeah, i mean mm-hmm. uh, we talk about this often the fitness industry has its ups but it also has its very very like lows that people like, also yeah. don't really know yeah like, like there's some lows and and some negatives that people are well aware of mm-hmm. and then there's there's things that that really impact people that no one knows yeah. and no one speaks about it yeah. it's like this dark hole um that everyone feels the same yeah, yeah. um but it's like that thing that won't be spoken about so yeah. um i think unfortunately it is easy for people to be pulled into that dark hole and um you know struggle with their self-worth and their journey um in the fitness industry but 
you know, so I, if I can help like at least, you know, a few women to just get out of that and change their mindset. Mm. Um, for me, when I was able to shift my mindset, uh, when it came to training and dieting, it just completely changed my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, people just need to like understand, like I feel like, but also it's a lot in, I kind of like, I know males do struggle, but I feel like it's always more the females that have the, uh, um, how can I say it, like they develop eating disorders, they have a lot of pressure put on them to be skinny and whereas, you know, it's exactly, and especially for girls. You know? um, Matt, it's, it's so real. I don't mm. think, um, I don't think people realize it. Like you don't just need to be classified as anorexic or bulimic to have one of these issues. There's mm. so many underlying issues, you know, there's a scale obviously of how severe they are but um i think women are just targeted once again by mm. the media 100%. and by industries mm. and industries making money off the insecurities of women <coughs> um and unfortunately it's um specifically women because we are more prone to it and you know we we do i fall for it yeah, um yeah. and things that i read that i i think like i trust are true mm. um isn't always true and a lot of the time it's it's really there just to make money off you yeah, yeah. you know mm. buy this pill Fat or burners use, yeah use this supplement <laughs> yeah. and then you're gonna lose five kilograms and yeah. um, so so that is that's the toxic um mm. side of the industry for me and herbalife i just thought of herbalife exactly Immediately, yeah, like right? i was like herbalife um, <laughs> so i want to shift the conversation i don't want it to be about mm. um Obviously, you want progress in your fitness and your health and your wellness journey, but you need progress in your your mental state mm. and your mindset. And then, um, like, if your mental state's good, everything else will be better as well. Everything totally. falls into line. Like, I mean, I mean, look, like stress yes. affects fat loss. Cortisol I, levels affects fat loss. Like, it's yeah, weird. I yeah. can totally vouch for that. Mm. Like, I know when I go through periods of stress, like my weight fluctuates so much and like my body just feels completely different and mm. um, so and that that like leads me to that there are so many different factors that um affect your whether your goal is fat loss or muscle burning or just like a healthy lifestyle and mm. um, there's so many external factors um that are also not talked about in the, yeah, in the yeah. fitness industry and specifically pertaining to women like mm. we have different hormones and we have different cycles and there's you know different um different alleys of stress that yeah. women and men face so i think we must just become more open about it and um just put all of this information and the options out there and educate people mm. yeah. i think yeah that's like that's what Seth does well in my like there's a lot of topics that yeah, online coaches won't talk about yeah especially when it comes to females and you know when it's that time of the month and stuff but yeah. it's very open about it and because it's a it's important to know you know exactly i just oh. i just feel like why why is it such a taboo mm. um conversation to like but speak about it should be normalized like you because it is yeah, normal, it's it's normal. normal. Yeah. everyone gets it <laughs> yeah. it you're not you're not gonna get away from it so yeah. <laughs> it's like um we are women we're proud to be women and this is what happens yeah so if i if I'm not, um, if no one tells me the information that, um, you know, obviously we can refer to Seth's um, video about it, but um, if no one has educated me on the fact that, you know, whether I'm in week one versus week three of my cycle, um, 
my energy is going to be different. Your my, weight's going to fluctuate. Exactly. Yeah, my like, the energy I have and the power I have in the gym, it's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So if I if I walk out of there week three beating myself up about oh I couldn't lift this or mm-hmm. I couldn't do this, and then I go into this like self hate slump, mm-hmm. it's like it's just normal. Like yeah, like yeah. I here I am beating myself up because I think um, you know I've lost progress and um, I d- wasn't performing well enough. Where it's just like a physical factor that I can't control. Yeah. Literally, it's completely out of your control. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's actually you know, I mean people just n- like know that as you said it will mm. take them out of that exactly. slump. Exactly, and know? it's okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> like like I said, everyone, all women go through it. Um, and it's there's absolutely nothing wrong with not being able to you know maybe you do maybe you can lift mm. the same maybe you can run as fast yeah, as you yeah. did um, in week one but um, just the bottom line is if you if you can't and if you feel there's a dip in energy or um, you know the reason for it exactly it's yeah. not just because you are not performing well and don't beat yeah. yourself up about it totally but I totally, think I feel totally. like the the weight thing as well a lot of girls spend the, oh, put on now two kilograms all of a sudden but actually it's all water weight you know exactly um, and that's why I have like um, a love hate relationship with weighing yourself I think it's no I agree and I always tell everyone don't like especially my mom my mom's always wants to weigh herself I tell her <laughs> of course she don't, is don't weigh yourself if you have a bad relationship with the scale yeah it's just going to put you the in other, more. Um, yeah. if, if your goal is to, you know, yeah. lose weight or lose fat or build muscle, there are other um, indicators of that. 100%. And, um, I think, personally, I feel they're more healthy um, methods to yeah, yeah. kind of figure out your progress. And, and especially if, if, if the weight thing isn't your, your target or your goal, um, then why do it? You yeah, know? exactly. Maybe yeah. you you ate a bit much yesterday, and now now the scale says something different. We so drank yeah. more. Or you just drank more water. Exactly. Than like it's, okay. it's actually ridiculous how quickly it can change. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you about my fitness pal. So, mm. a lot of girls I've come across there. <laughs> That's in my fitness pal. <laughs> <laughs> this is a topic we touch on quite often. My fitness pal is the best. Yeah, I, I, do la- I do love. I do love my fitness pal. <laughs> <So>, okay, sorry. <laughs> so, obviously, we like Seth and I would try to use my fitness pal as very positive mm. you know um taking girls out of eating like the 1200 calorie calorie diet mm. where they're starving themselves yeah. but they actually eat much more and a lot of girls say you're eating too much yeah but yeah, actually yeah. they're still like in a deficit yeah so now i um the other or i was reading on the internet and there was a court case against my fitness pal okay for um from like a medical center in europe or something right uh, and they said that they, they they're suing obviously my fitness pal mm. for like um eating disorders where wow. people get so obsessed mm. with tracking their calories mm. that it becomes almost like you know, like you know, like yes, so now, yes, now, yes, yes. now I see from that side, but mm. I, I've always seen it as very positive, and mm. so I don't know if you've experienced anything like that. It maybe mm. when you started using it, it was like very like overwhelming. Seeing how, like you like your packet of chips is this many calories? You can't <laughs> eat that. Like peanut butter is this I many think, calories? You know what? Honestly, sorry, just before I think it comes. I think the whole court case and, and the misconception of it comes from an external eye. So someone who's not in the fitness scene and doesn't understand mm. why one would count macros mm. because... Or he doesn't have a coach to help them or guide them, I guess. Yeah, but like a plain and simple example is like I would have dinner with my family and before mm. I have dinner with my family, I'll stand and I'll weigh my food and I'll check the macros and I'll yes, see well, if they think, And they think I'm crazy. <laughs> and then it takes me like five or six minutes and then my whole family gets irritated with yeah. me and they don't understand why I'm doing it. And they say to me, listen, you just need to eat. Like it's normal mm. food. Like mm. don't stress yeah. so much about it. So I yeah. think from that point of view, yeah, yeah. it fuels that yeah. whole court case. Because I would say 90% of them are people who yeah. 
who don't really understand. Mm, mm. I, I, I agree with you, but I also disagree because I think, um, again, like personal experience and people that I, <coughs> like women in general that I know and that I've heard of, if you have had a prior experience with eating disordered or disordered eating, um, many things can trigger that again. Mm. And um, I think if you log onto a calorie counting app and someone has now told you this is how you're now going to become healthy, like even, even if you believe you have come out of that um, negative mental space, um, I think that if you are then introduced to something that is obsessive again, because it, it ob it's obsessive in the, it's a good obsession to have, yeah, I yeah. think, you, yeah. you know, um, not, not bad, but... Um, it still causes an obsession. Yeah, so and I it think... Can, I can see how it can go overboard. Yeah, so, yeah. so for someone who's in the past experienced um, like obs an obsession about eating, I think that can definitely trigger it. So that's when it comes in, if you have someone to educate you about it and mm. a coach or a trainer who is, you know, open and speaking you, speaking to you and guiding you through the process, I think it's incredible. Yeah. And mm. I definitely, I used MyFitnessPal for a bit before I was even training with Seth and and then it was like my calories were on 1,200 mm, and see, I was like, not even my, reaching like, out. You see, um, like Seth and I, we don't use the MyFitnessPal calculator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the beginning, it says you need this much to lose fat. You know, exactly. But we don't use that. We just give you the uh, like a different one. You just like see. I think what that's the, the problem in MyFitnessPal. Yeah. They that they give you a value to mm. lose weight, and I don't yeah. think that's mm. very accurate. So like yeah. then they like a lot of like I know the court cases about mm. like they must also the uh, there's no age um, like on the app to download. There's oh. no um, age restriction. Oh, so then like yes. girls from 12 mm. years old are downloading mm. and like thinking you're mm. the flip now but i i think that problem stems far deeper than mm. my fitness pal i yeah, think yeah. that that actually stems from other problems that need to be addressed mm. and um media and mm. um pressures on young women i think that that's where this court case should actually i mean they, oh, they downloaded my fitness pal in the first place for a reason exactly <laughs> yeah. so there's obviously a bigger issue but um i think it's a great tool if you know how to use it and it's you know, like what we were saying, like if you, you now pick up a packet of chips and you log it, for me, it educated me so much, like low calorie foods, high calorie foods mm. that I had no idea. I agree, I agree. Um, so it, it actually became a learning experience. Like mm. once I was confident that, you know, I also felt like I was eating way too much, but yeah. I mean, that's a nice problem to have. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I really is. just learned yeah. so much. Like now I can take days where I can, you know, eat and then I might not log everything but I, I have a good sense of what's going of what on is, yeah. um, because I've logged mm. foods and before a, yeah, a good, good sense of portion size as well exactly yeah uh, although for me I, I don't know I've weighed like rice a thousand times and I can it still never ever <laughs> guess how much it, it always is. yeah so um, <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line for me is just it's it, it can be a very great tool and it can be um, like great education for someone mm. but I would always advise someone before downloading it to speak to a professional yeah. and speak to someone who's trained and who's qualified and just take the journey with them don't mm. just jump on there because you want to now lose weight and mm. you want to like be in a major calorie deficit and mm. um, that's dangerous territory so now when you start with Seth mm. how, like how did you like what made you want to start with Seth and like how did was it like mm. a big jump for you to get a coach and like mm. how, what did you tell the girls like in the fitness industry you want to get a coach but are too scared to like. yeah 
Um, so I, I actually never even uh, considered it uh, like seriously. Mm. Um, but throughout my high school and studying, I, I had like a few not serious coaches, but like I would do some group training or mm-hmm. um, I would go to the gym with someone just that like taught me stuff. And all of them, it was like completely different stuff. Like some of them were CrossFit based, some of them were more cardio based. So I was just, you know, trying to see what was working for me. Um, and none of that worked for me. Um, I'm not someone who enjoys, you know, spending two hours on the treadmill or, yeah. um, you know, doing very intense, like, uh, cardio or jumping. Um, my, my body doesn't like it either. And it, it's, they are more effective, personally, they are more effective um, forms of exercise. So I, 100% when yeah. I um, heard of Seth, I didn't actually know that he, um, his programs were so strength-based. I just, mm. um, I heard a lot about him and people who had trained with him. And at that stage of my life, I was really ready to, you know, get some structure, get some education, mm. like do it properly, not mm. just like beat around the bush. And I needed someone to keep me accountable. And until today, like that is the biggest lesson that I've learned from Seth is like, you need someone or something to keep you accountable. It doesn't necessarily have to be a coach, but there needs to be some kind of structure in place that you you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just, you know, I don't feel like it or today I'm not going to do it. Like just pitch up why. and it, exactly you do it and you, you always leave feeling better. Um, you and know, you know what you're doing is right. Exactly. It's like it, someone is know. there that knows yeah. what's yeah. going on. So at least like you're putting in the effort and you know the results will come because you know you didn't go doing the right thing instead of guessing yeah. and it's really important yeah. hey yeah. i mean now so the one thing that that made me realize how important that is exactly mm-hmm. of having someone to lean on and tell you about how important it is to stay on it is originally i would diet on classic bodybuilding diet of rice chicken red meat mm-hmm. sweet potato eggs carb cycling and all yeah. and that's it i wouldn't mm-hmm. do anything else and mm-hmm. i would like i would do my cardio in the morning and i would do weight training at night and now I've shifted from that to more lifestyle orientated where I can eat basically what I want and just mm. count the, ca- the calories and the macros yeah. and then make sure I get X amount of steps. But then like last night, for example, I would like, I was in a space where I was like, yes, but like, is it working? Is it mm. not working? And then I would message Matt and, I, mm. and then he'd say to me, listen, like just mm. carry on. It will you know, Like it's a lot. You have to trust the process as well, yeah. especially coming from where you came from. You're like you're all you know is like you know clean 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 foods yeah. like but actually i mean it's energy in energy out like that's yeah. that's science yeah so um it yeah, is it's, it's it is totally a process and um seth also taught me to trust it mm. because i used to be i do like what you know one of those programs it's like 50 burpees and jumping jacks and you know all of that horrible stuff <laughs> no ways and then I like can't. on day seven i'm like why have why haven't i lost the two kilograms yet and it's Literally. like okay and then maybe you lose the two kilograms and then you pick it back up the next week I mean, like yeah, it that's not sustainable yeah um so all this quick fix um no, it, 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 you need to trust the process and it takes time yeah it like, takes time you need to just give it the time because fat loss is a weird thing you could yes. lose weight very quickly. Some people, some people would say a little bit longer. Then, then all of a sudden, it starts shifting yeah. quick. Like yeah. it's weird. You just need to trust the process and know that what you're doing is right. And just patience, patience, patience. Yeah. I mean, and like the whole thing, like you said, like on the treadmill. And on, mm. I, I got to less than five percent body fat without stepping on a, a cardio machine. 
That's incredible. Literally, like, I wish more people knew <laughs> that because the amount of people I see in the gym on the treadmill for it's like bad. It's actually hours bad. on end. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where that whole perception came in anyway. So I think it's important. Like obviously, it does help. Yeah, it does, but it's a, it's, a, it's a tool in the toolbox. It's yeah. not. It's not like I think it's a tool specifically yeah. for people who cannot be active throughout the day. Exactly. Like if you're yeah. an, if sure. you're an accountant <laughs> and you're sitting behind books and you get your steps in, you get your one hundred one hundred percent. But it's not the be all and the end. No, yeah. exactly. So I think um, coming back to like my journey with Seth, um, it just opened my eyes mm. to stuff that I never knew um, would help and. Like it opened my eyes to stuff that I never thought my body could achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, I developed such strength, and you know, I I had this thing when I came there. I was like, if I lift that, I'm gonna look like him, and I don't want to look like him. <laughs> Every girl, the classic topic. Yeah. Like, and I'm being honest. Yeah. I did have that thing, mm. um, and the more he just said to me, just trust it. It's not gonna be like that. It never was like that. I wish it was like a flip. Imagine I just touched the weight and be like, boom. (laughs) And you'd have no girls in the gym. Um, So yeah, um, it really just empowered me in that way. I think. um, How did you overcome the that that like stereotype? um, I I just kept doing it, and I just kept following the process and mm-hmm. I knew that I had someone who I trusted and who was educated yeah. um, if, if I was doing it alone in the gym I would have been like hang on I don't know what I'm doing here mm. I don't know what I'm gonna look like after this yeah. but um, I had someone who's educated on mm. it and um, I had seen incredible like results prior to that so um, yeah it was it was awesome but I think physically um, like it obviously did incredible things for my body and my fitness um, and my physique, but mentally, it like shot me to another level. Um, I never Again, knew that. Interlinked. Yeah, yeah I, I never knew that uh, like fitness and um, gym could make you feel so empowered. Mm. And I'm always looking for ways to feel empowered and to make others feel empowered. Mm. And mm. this is one of the ways. And I never, I was never open to this conversation. I never thought that was possible. You know, yeah. I never enjoyed exercise. It never made me feel strong and powerful. Mm. Um, I think that's the, but but that comes is. down to the misconception of exercise as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, that's you really just you need do, to find like, if you do like what the what we two point four. And no, no, like <laughs> the nonsense that you do there. Yeah. And like, it's just suck. The coaches <laughs> and the people are like, yeah, but it makes you feel so much better. And we're like, this is just bullshit. It's like, not okay, making me is, feel better. This is, this is not helping me <laughs> in the slightest. Like I remember uh, my rugby training grade <coughs> eight to nine. I hate to go into the gym. Like I would like skip the yeah. gym session stuff. Somewhere in a grade nine, like I start on my own, and all of a sudden, I love it. Like exactly. It so you you need to find. I mean, what you love and what I love and what everyone mm. loves is different, mm. and yeah, you, you just need to find that, mm. um, and stick with it and, and trust it because it will. If you have someone who is working with you, um, and someone who you trust who's educated, it will work. Mm. It might take a bit longer. It might happen quicker, but but it'll work. It'll work. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people, like nowadays. So I obviously with us we train every day it's what we do sometimes twice mm. a day and then people come to you and they're like they really want to start training they really want to get into it so then you say to them okay go like do it mm. but then you have to stick to going to every day yeah. yeah and then they'll go and they'll train hard one day out of the four days that they go and mm. then they stop mm. and they they don't go back for a few days or a few weeks and they say like listen like i don't understand why you it's not working like this isn't nice like this isn't yeah. this yeah. isn't helping me in any way so i say to them listen mm. like it's not going to help or make a difference if you only do it for four days. Mm. Like you have to consistently yeah. exactly. go through it and then you'll, you'll see you'll like fall in love with it. Like yeah. you'll, 
make I, yourself like, better, I make yourself stronger. Like, uh, I can't like <clears throat> think of like me not training. Yeah, but that's the thing. So like, yeah, exactly. like now I'm at a place where I'm training twice a day mm. and it's hectic because I, I get to bed at like 8.39 at night mm. and I'm like shattered. Yeah. But then now I can't undo it. Like now I want to exactly. go in the morning and so in the Did afternoon. you train already today? Yeah. You. But um, JP, that, that's where the magic happens for me. Like when you can integrate it mm. all um, and when you can find like the exercise and the, you know, your whole health journey that makes you happy mm -hmm. it doesn't help you are in the gym seven days a week but you are absolutely hating it exactly you're dreading it you don't want to be there it's going to do nothing you might yeah. look incredible but your mental state will be you're going to have a horrific. bad mental state and it's not going to be something that you can consistently do you will never be able exactly. to uphold it exactly um, and and that is actually also one of the principal things that i learned when i trained with seth is that consistency is the key and mm -hmm. um, if you, I used to have this thing like if I like went off the track for one day, I would be hysterical and I would be like, okay, I've, I've like completely undone all it my progress. Hit your head. I I, and I would feel so guilty. Yeah. Yeah. And then it would just carry on for the next week because I thought mm. I'd ruined all my progress. Yeah. Where in actual fact, if you just get back up, you just do what you have to do um, and just get back onto the right track. Um, it's obviously so much more effective, um, but it's easy. It's very easy to fall into that. Um, bad mindset. Yeah. It's a very fine line. And Especially the other thing is that yeah. I've, that's the thing that I was just going to say now. Like when it comes to nutrition, if you if you mess up one or two meals or you slip up mm -hmm. and you do something that you're not supposed to do, like there's literally a study where they say to you, if you eat one or two meals, it's 0.3% mm -hmm. of your weekly intake. Literally. And, you're yeah. all, and that's what that's what makes, that's what counts. If your whole year. week's intake was good, that 0.3 cock up that you had yeah. is not going to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just need to actually remind yourself of that and see like now you just need to get back mm. to where you started. Mm. And I'm sure you've seen the, those things on Instagram where it's like um, 1,400, 1,400, 1,400, 3,000. And then you feel bad. And then you eat 1,000. Then you eat yeah, 1,000 like again. And then so you just unhealthy. mess up your whole it's thing. Like, whoa, and then you end up binging that? again at 3,000. Mm. It's just an endless cycle. But it's so yeah. easy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it is so yeah. easy to do that. Totally. And I think also if you go into, like when you are starting out your journey, um, it's even easier because you are so, you know, vulnerable to all of these misperceptions. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's also where like flexible dieting comes in. And if if you are you know you're busy and you are doing it like in a lifestyle thing you you're not a professional athlete or professional bodybuilder or something there has to be some kind of balance because mm, you, you're not going to be at home the whole day or yeah. whatever it might be like you might need to adapt and you might need to adjust and same thing with my fitness part like bring it back i mean you're gonna yeah. go out sometimes uh, you need to like just think now <laughs> you must like always cal like calculated going out you know yeah so like just think okay i'm gonna go out tonight so maybe i should save a few calories yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like i'm gonna have this this and this and that's how uh, you can get in your lifestyle it's it's easy to do that once you yeah. know how <laughs> um and i think also it just um when you are going out you have something planned uh coming back to the mental side of things it's you are probably having a great time and you're probably like in an awesome space and you're with your friends mm. and and that's great you shouldn't have to give up that kind of stuff exactly and um, exactly. you should never have to give up your you might need to socialize a bit less um, <laughs> or a bit more responsibly but um you know what i mean you you should never have to give up um 
seeing people or being social they are just actually really easy choices that you can make yeah. um calorie wise or health wise yeah, like stuff that that doesn't actually even make a difference yeah. you know choose the sugar-free option or whatever it, it might be mm. um but it's just stuff that makes your journey easier that if you if you didn't know about it and you weren't educated about it you would um struggle struggle mm. even more that's something that i have to say i i still am in that position like i will mm. sometimes pull myself out of a social situation mm. purely from the point of not having to put myself through like yes. that temptation or that yes. like want yeah so like my mom's like go out mm-hmm. like have fun then i'm like but to be honest now i still get that that i i don't want to go out for lunch because i know you know sometimes the option in the restaurant is like going to be so calorie dense yeah. that and it's expensive but I feel guilty like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I shouldn't have to feel that way but um, if you are like I don't think there's anything wrong with being on a, um, a straight calorie you know um, deficit and you know what your calories are for the day I don't think I think a lot of people shame that as well which I don't think is right and mm. um, so as I, like much, to, I like to know what I put in my body I also like I know, to know it gives me like I know if I put this much rice in at this time this many meals mm. I'm gonna have a lot of energy Exactly. I'm going to feel good. It's going to translate to like me mentally feeling mm. good and you know. Mm. And you really do feel good. Like yeah. if I then go off and I have like a massive burger and chips or whatever, the change in my body is so evident if mm. you've been yeah. eating yeah. Um, clean yeah. uh, for a long period of time before that. It's like day and night. Um, just, just so the uh, people are listening, Mia uh, said clean within like the inverted. You don't have to like eat like chicken rice, chicken rice, chicken rice. So it's clean as in how we see clean. Yeah, just, just like yeah. balanced. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I still struggle with that thing where I um, I get a bit nervous in restaurants because I've, I know I've worked so hard and now like sh- let's rather go for a coffee or let's... Yeah. Um, so so it's yeah i think it's i don't know the right answer it's, so the, it's so a bad answer. i think i think i can answer your question so a lot of times um so obviously you can't be in a deficit forever yeah you've got to like have cycles of ups and downs mm. ups and downs um how i see it is you have to have periods of you being pretty strict mm. but then you must have periods where you can go out and enjoy yeah something at a restaurant we don't track to the t like yeah maybe a hundred to 200 off even mm. yeah. but, but during that phase you can do that yeah you know, because you're not necessarily wanting to lose weight specifically exactly like mm. like for me in, for instance now i went through a massive massive cut where i like yes. nearly died like towards the end like i couldn't feel my legs and now i'm going up again yeah and i'm like i'm tracking but it's very very like i don't track now like all gold light tomato mm. sauce yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, maybe it's like 30, 30 calories. Yeah, but I mean, what's thirty calories going to do to me now that I'm like, you know? Yeah, but yeah. you know what? Contrary to belief, your body actually needs that to grow. Exactly. Like the only way that you, the only way that you can make sure that, that you will lose weight the next time you go into a deficit is that you actually play around with your calories and your body, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. doesn't get used to it. Used to the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. The moment your body gets used to being in a deficit the whole time, that's when shit stops. It's gonna stop. And like, yeah. mentally, you're gonna still like. Yeah. If I had to think about staying where I was back then, you always you in can't. Bad space. And you yeah. go, you go crazy. Like you're like, like, you have a slither of fat on you, and you're like, yes, but I'm like, I need to, I need to stop drinking water. Uh, yeah. I need to st- <laughs> like before, like the day before. <clears throat> 
I was looking in the mirror worrying that I'm holding water. Yeah. And I looked at photos, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, are you How cooked? the flip? I yeah. was like peeled, like how, what are you talking about? Like now I look at myself, I'm like, oh, I'm like. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just, just for your actual sanity. Yeah, you have to. Like yeah. a normal person. Yeah, I've also made a video about that, diet breaks and yeah. staying lean year round isn't so the best. Like how, like for instance, me as a normal person walking into like, the st- say now in the start of the fitness industry, how the hell am I supposed to know that? You know, mm. if, the, yeah, if there's you, no you one that. Yeah. Very true no one that's there to educate you or like even i mean you know it it is expensive to have like one-on-one 24-hour like support and coaching and that kind of thing there there is a financial aspect to it but if but if we take that out of the equation and we talk about what is being put out on the internet and Mm. the information that's available on the internet um you know i you know there's very much misconceptions and mixed messages out there um so i also just in my journey with um speaking and coaching i want people to be responsible with the information they're putting out there um the type of information and also to teach people where to get the information and to who to listen to that's a big thing we touch on all the time it's like who do you trust actually you know there's a lot of fake you know people on social media they think think, like they look good so like obviously what they're doing I want to do know. what they do like yeah. I want to eat what they mm. they're Meanwhile, eating. they might just be like genetically better so they look mm. like and they actually don't know what the flip they're doing genetically enhanced yeah, 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 yeah enhanced <laughs> yeah there's, there's a big difference mm. and what you it's literally in the start of the fitness scene you mm. don't know your left from your right yeah it's funny because the guys like that I know for sure on uh, um, performance enhancing drugs like the big bodybuilders mm. like now when I was younger I was like Oh, Yo, that's guys, attainable. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know if the guy's on. Like, I'm gonna eat my broccoli yeah. tonight, and I'm gonna look like that tomorrow. Yeah. Like, no, it's yeah, I I think it's that. It's, like I keep coming back to the media and the social media thing, but I think that's where the majority of the issue is. That's where it goes it wrong. Is, it is. Um, it goes completely, and I think social media is an incredible tool as well, mm. and I think it can be awesome and it can be inspiring. But um, in the same breath. Yeah. Exactly. So. Mm. I mean, if I just think off the top of my head of some of the accounts that I still have on Instagram, for mm. instance, that I shouldn't have on there, but the stuff that I read and stuff that I see and the, the quick fix diets and the uneducated the 21 day ab challenge. advice, that kind of thing, yeah. like, you are not going to look like that picture after yeah. I'm really sorry to break your heart yeah. and be the one to tell you, yeah. but, yeah. but there's other stuff going on behind the scenes. And I think um, that also draws me to another point that's very interesting that I've actually recently done quite a bit of research about because I, I've never thought of it before but um, when you see specifically now for women when you see that like extremely fit skinny girl on Instagram you have no idea how she got there mm. you have no idea what her mental state you know, is. she could be completely in a bad space completely and now she's 100% your, like, and and I've read a lot of stories like that mm. like they're looking their best and yeah. you know Instagram is everyone's highlight reel of their life so if they mm. look incredibly happy they look incredibly fit but you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes yeah so it, it's very um, important for me that people don't um, jump on that bandwagon and idolize this person or this new trend or whatever um, because there's there's a lot of things that we we don't know from the outside mm. um, and that it, it's interesting because uh, I was reading this article that was saying how dangerous it is to 
even your friends or people that you you don't necessarily know exactly what's going on in their life how dangerous it can be to compliment their weight loss or compliment really? their yeah um compliment their um it was it was about weight loss it mm-hmm. wasn't just about physique or anything um, and I thought that that is actually quite true. Like, I think it's different if you know someone's on a, a journey and, you know, I know my best friends. And I know if they're, you know, being in a, they're into fitness and they're in, yeah. they're doing it healthily and they're enjoying it and they're, they're looking incredible the way that they want to look. Mm. Then I think it's, it's great because if that's their goal. But I think for a lot of people that might not actually be the goal. And if you just see someone that you haven't seen in a long time, and you're like, oh my word, you've gotten so skinny. It's like, you know, it might it might not just be yeah, yeah. Um, a positive thing. There, yeah. there might be some extra things. It's, lit- it's, it's literally like, it's the same concept as looking at Instagram as a highlight reel. Like you don't yeah. know what their mental state is, what they're mm. doing, why they're doing it. Like there's yeah. a lot more depth yeah, yeah, to yeah. just like the front mm. of what you see. And, and also like, uh, I keep keep going back to like this like stepping on stage mm. Mm. like if you haven't done it no one like you don't know what it's like no one to understands, go but, that low but that's the other thing that hopefully now with you in the picture people get mm. educated more about it but instagram is actually 99 percent of the time bullshit mm. yeah like you cannot take anything mm. for the truth because like 100%. you said there could be someone that's really really well built they look fantastic but then they have serious anger problems they don't eat they don't have any social life Mm. um and and all they do is work on their body and and train and like there's nothing else yeah but then they'll do a 15-day ab challenge and then you're supposed to look like that yeah i know it's crazy (laughs) what yeah like taking it back to that you said it is quite expensive obviously to have a coach and stuff but Mm. i was uh, like say a coach goes between 750 to a thousand a month Mm. it's 25 to 30 rand per day that's like a coffee. That's very true. And I drink my coffee with almond milk. So uh, <laughs> I'm with you. Not even a coffee. Your coffee so, costs more yeah. per month. So now, like, what are you doing? What are you investing in, you know? Totally. And I think that that also for me was like, um, do I pay a gym membership for, what, four, five and five hundred rand a month? Um, and like walk around the gym like being scared first of all yeah. and being intimidated and sticking to my side of the gym or whatever um what what are you actually doing you're doing a few spinning classes um running on the treadmill but you know that kind of thing um so for me the normal gym setting just wasn't uh proactive at all and and i i still would be a bit intimidated in a gym that i didn't know um so for me it was the ultimate investment i didn't think twice about it um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to have the means to invest in a coach mm-hmm. and um, to do such like close work with him. Um, but I, th- I think there should also be alt- like options for people who maybe don't have that kind of means and stuff. And, and those people are the ones that jump onto the Internet. Yeah. And what's the Internet telling you? Not always the right thing. So for those people who buy well, to put it lightly, don't have the means to go after a coach. Mm. The coach that Mia and Seth are talk- and Matt are talking <laughs> about is Seth. Yes. And he has put stuff on the internet. Yes. So, yes. But now who do you trust? You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, but like, obviously, but now this is also a bit more personal because you've yeah. actually got two people who are talking about it yeah, and yeah. how it's changed their life. Yeah. So it's, I mean, Seth's qualifications speak for himself firstly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I would, I would never recommend something to someone that i didn't 
experience yeah. or that I believed in or that I trusted. And to this day, there's no one else that I would trust to mm. train with or no one else that I trust to give me any kind of mm. diet or fitness advice at all. Um, you know, it, it comes down to like the reason behind it. Like I know Seth is very, his reason behind coaching is he loves helping people and mm. transforming their lives. Yeah. So now mm. whereas other people are just in it for the money. So then they're gonna, you know, do all the the nonsense and they're gonna Again, put up all the stupid stuff. Why. Yeah, exactly. But there's there's so many of that in the industry. Yeah. That's what, like, how I am just incredibly lucky that I ended up with Seth. Like, mm. I, I could have ended up with some someone that actually doesn't know anything and and exactly that just like puts me on the same like workout schedule as like fifty other clients and you know slots me in for forty five minutes does fifteen minutes of cardio and then yeah. only has to sit with me for what half. What do you an hour. call that? A cookie cut to die. Cookie cut to die. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Don't fall well, for I mean, a cookie cut well, to die. If you think about it, all the big <laughs> That's like, funny. the big influencers that have like a million followers. Yeah. Firstly, they aren't making that program. Yeah. They've got a yeah. team to make it for them. Secondly. You're getting the same thing. Like everyone's I mean, getting the same do, thing. Do you want to hear like a prime example of that? So there's a big bodybuilder that everyone knows. His name's Kai Greed. Mm. He's a friggin' monster. Don't download his. No, books. okay, but that's what I'm getting to. You. <laughs> that was the worst thing I ever made. That's that's a cookie cutter diet. He yeah. sells a diet for for one dollar. Yeah. One dollar, okay, but he obviously is going for quantity. Yeah. yeah. So now a million of his subscribers are going to download and he's going to make a, a million ton of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's exactly the same diet there's nothing special yeah, about literally. it he's not going to go through a million diets and adapt every single one to suit your needs there's not a chance for a what for a one dollar no no yeah it's like, easy. like once you've been in the industry for long you know this but if you're coming in it's like so don't fall for that shit. like do your research yeah see where and who and yeah i just i just think you just need someone who is qualified. I think the majority of the people that we see on social media are not qualified, yeah. and that's where you start. Um, someone might have had an incredible body challenge, and they might have they might look like superb right now, and they might have um, advice that worked for them. Mm. Um, and fair enough, that that's cool. Uh, that's not to say it's going to work for you. Exactly. Um, mm. They have no. Um, you know education on it they just have their process and what was taught to them so um, I think it's just important to stick with like the t traditional old um, qualification mm. and someone who has done extensive research on it um, and who has experience in it as well yeah, yeah. Um, no, exactly experience is mm. like what I've found is experience is like the biggest thing in this like mm. I did I've, I'm, I've got my certification everything but sure like what I've learned from mm. Seth compared to that is. But that's the whole thing. That's mm. the same concept as, well, that's the same topic of conversation that we touched on in the beginning with mm. having a degree. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you're getting a lot more out of doing what <laughs> Told you Told you they're all do. interlinked. Yeah. Well, there we mm. go. Guys, so, I'm speaking <laughs> the truth. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Just the young plug over like, there in the, in the video. Like, oh, uh, I'm studying BCom law, so it's in the BCom side, yeah, like business management yeah. stuff. And in, like, they didn't teach me how to send an invoice. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's like the main thing. We need a subject send that's an like life skills. JP taught me how to send an invoice. We like, send me, send me an invoice. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? How? What? Google? What was like, what's that? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, literally. Um, but so I, I, I'm sitting here saying like someone needs to be qualified and educated, but I'm like totally not the type of person that's like, you know, you're going to get far in life if you have this degree and this degree, not, yeah, yeah. not at all. Yeah. I, but I think in this industry, it's, it's important that you have someone that helps you that knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're working with science and you're working with nutrition and 
um, you are helping and advising other people, um, someone needs to have done their research for you. Yeah. Um, and if you are placing that amount of trust in them, you need to know that they know what they're doing. And that's my thing with Seth. I know he knows what's best for me. And I've been with him now for so long that he knows what works, what doesn't work. Um, and I just trust the choices he makes yeah. for me because he's yeah. obviously so much more informed yeah. than I am. Yeah. Um, last question I want to ask is, how did, how did you start your whole Instagram page? How did it become mm. like it is today? Um, I think it's also a process and I, it, it grew very gradually. Um, I kind of had, when I was younger, you know, everyone just has Instagram and it was what it was. And we were like in high school, it's like, you know, who can post like the prettiest picture and who can get, get the most, most likes. likes. That was the, but that was like, that Instagram age. Like yeah. the first one, it was like it filter, was, filter, was, filter. Yeah. It was awful. Well, yeah, like, was, what? Selfie, like, selfie. Quotes, like who's seeing my um, post, who's not seeing it. Um, so it definitely did start in that era and it started with that. Um, but I grew kind of at one stage, I realized I wanted to help people. And um, I've always kind of put out inspirational things just because I sometimes say that the stuff that I share, I actually need to hear myself and mm. I actually want to hear myself. Um, but it just grew a lot more when I kind of put my purpose behind it and I was confident in what I wanted to share with people and I was confident that I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like incredibly rewarding for me. I, I can't think of not, not having that and not putting that out there. I can't, like everything I post, I'm like, this needs to help someone, even You're if it's one people. person. Mm -hmm. Exactly, even mm -hmm. if it's one person. Um, and I wish there was a bit more of that on social media where people are, are mindful of the people that it's going to affect um, and you know, mindful of the younger children who are seeing this because kids are very young and they're getting online now. Um, so just they like- are, it's, it's quite that, scary. That, but like, that's, yeah. that's, that's why where the whole social media problem is coming in. Mm. They, they, like, their choices and how they're growing up mm. is coming from what they see on social media instead of they build like their self-esteem by mm. themselves mm. and then they go to social media it, it, they're trying to get self-esteem from social media what what do you think is the general age that kids are now going onto social media i do not know because i have kids on there that <laughs> that are definitely too young it's definitely like a beginning of high school kind of end really? of it can no i think mm. even I think primary earlier, school i think earlier. it's earlier well like i know like my little brother's in grade six mm. and he's not a lot on social media but that's my family but i know yeah. a lot of his friends are i i would say so. probably nowadays around the age of six or seven um yeah. but yeah i think but like like you said matt they they get their their self-esteem from social media yeah. but um we need to work on on getting that before like yeah. um and the, the we as people on social media and you know i think the bigger you're following the more responsibility you have to put out like mindful things on instagram or mm. on facebook or whatever it, may be. it gives power to people that shouldn't have power a lot of yeah. times if you have a big following on social media yeah i i get very angry and affected when i see certain things being shared online um by people who have a lot of power mm. um, and then yeah so I'm not saying I'm a saint I'm not saying I'm, I do it right um, I think we, we all make mistakes and you know certain people perceive certain things differently but if you can just before you 
go out and share something realize how many people are seeing it yeah. what kinds of people are seeing it and how are they going to be affected and is, there's an impact yeah. yeah is it helping someone is it um is it contributing to their life and mm. educating them inspiring them whatever it may be um i think there just needs to be a lot more of that mm. and a lot more like authenticity and vulnerability on social media people just need to care like you said you, yeah. when you put a post out you trying to help someone exactly um you're trying to educate inform them and that's what we need you know people that are trying to get famous yeah that's and you know what the, you know what the ironic part is you can immediately see who's trying to go after it for yeah. fame and likes and it's, it's yeah it's very obvious and to build up their name and someone who's genuinely trying to help mm. and at the end of the day it's also ironic because the person who is going after fame will probably get followers quicker yeah But, but how real are those followers? But that's it. So the mm. person who's going after the authenticity and being real will get mm. less likes, but their comments will be more engaging. Or well, their comments yeah. will be from real people that and actually follow them. But but I think <coughs> it's um, as a follower, you don't always know that off the bat. Mm. Um, someone might be very good at hiding their agenda. Yeah. Um, so so it's just complex and it's difficult and. Uh, I just want to urge people to be more authentic and more vulnerable and real on social media and um you know maybe people who need help or advice you know social media shouldn't really be the place where they find it but how amazing if they can be on social media and they do find it um exactly it's you know you should you should seek help and um professional help if if you do need that but if you just need some advice or you know a helping hand or um someone to listen to you should totally be able to log on to whatever site you are on and find some words of inspiration um and not look at something or read something that makes you feel less worthy mm. or um not good enough even if it's just inspiring people you know like you don't even have to give advice maybe exactly. it's inspiring like um i know like i get a lot of messages saying you've been like uh, of guys saying you've inspired me to put more content out of my mm. on of my fitness journey on social mm. media and just just that them being more confident to do it mm. like Cool, that's perfect, amazing you know, and yeah. that's that's exactly what it's about for me yeah. mm. i don't um i don't care about anything else like mm. if someone can you know use what i have said or advised or whatever it's that's the most rewarding thing of mm. it all if if i can just make like also bringing it back to the start if i can just make someone's journey easier um just through my experience and sharing what i did and what i did wrong um it would be incredible to see young women not like bumping their heads so many mm. times like mm. many of us did when we were younger yeah. yeah yeah i mean even me like there's a whole learning process before i got to how i'm doing things now so if you can like shorten that process you know, exactly like just make the bridge yeah wh- why <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you want yeah. to help people yeah. and like you know take them under your wing and just help them up and help them along the way yeah again that's a topic that we come back to like everyone <laughs> but, can but, actually but, eat at the top Yeah. Like you don't have yeah. to push other people down. Literally. I mean, the top, like but that's what the whole podcast is about, becoming the best version of yourself. Yes. You're yeah. listening to others like Yes. That's that's literally our motto for the podcast. My <laughs> Vienna. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. <laughs> but yeah. Um I think that brings us to the end. I don't know if it's in the Karen because whenever I say this there's something else no, to like, talk like <laughs> just okay now we cut it because yeah. otherwise we'll talk for another hour and then yeah and then like always thing comes up but okay. Thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you guys. Um, and that sorry, that noise that you hear in the background is casually sick. Seth, yeah. Busy cracking Getting his, his protein again. <laughs> yeah, so Seth just arrived back from client too, yeah, so. 
So yeah, go get your meals in in case you heard that. But yeah. Cool. Thank you guys. It was awesome. That was awesome. Thanks for coming on. And if you did enjoy the podcast, make sure to give it a like, subscribe, and um, give it a rating on whatever platform you're listening to. And follow Alf on social media. Uh, Instagram is the main one. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And uh, yeah. What is your Instagram handle? Uh, at Mia Detoy. Go give, give her a follow. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> sure.